1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the direct video Connoisseur. Uh, I'm Matt. As always, I'm joined here by Jamie.
2: Yes, you are.
1: How are you? J- Jamie and I, we, we sometimes have a conversation. We, we, we uh, call, uh, I, we, we do our Skype call about 10 minutes before our show starts, and we usually have a nice conversation, and our, our conversation went a little long. So Brian just had the hello. That's why there was a gap between uh, the, um, the, the ending of the theme song. And, uh, and and, uh, and I, I didn't even get a chance to tell Jamie we were going live. We were just chatting about stuff, and I just kind of went on the air, and then I was like, oh, we've got to go. So <laughs> that's what happened there.
2: <laughs> yep, that's our catch-up time.
1: That's, how, that's what we do, yes. We, we have our, our 10 minutes in between, and then, we, yeah, we get ready to, to start it. But um, So, Jamie, how, how are you doing tonight? How's it going?
2: I'm doing okay. I've got a little bit of a sinus headache. I think things are starting to come alive out here, and of course this is my first spring in Michigan, so I really have no idea what to expect compared to spring down there. Mm. Um, So there could be all sorts of horrible things awaiting my sinus passages. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: I know. They talk about lake effect snow. Is there lake effect pollen as well?
2: I don't know, but that'll be interesting to know. Now down there, we have pine pollen mm-hmm. um, all over the place, which is you know bright yellow. And around March and April, it just covers everything in yellow. Like you cannot walk outside without getting yellow on you, and uh, your car gets covered. And then if you you know touch it and then accidentally rub your eye, then you're in for it. And you can see it blowing across the highway when you're driving <laughs> yes. down. This beach, it'll just blow in like big yellow dust clouds it's pretty horrible. Uh so then you're praying for rain to wash it away and then it'll run away in bright yellow rivers. But then the downside to that is if it when it rains then more things bloom and then there you go. It just sort of perpetuates the problem by like, by giving you a little bit of relief, kind of reminds me of the whole Jordy Verrill thing in Creepshow. It's like <laughs> yes, yes. he's like, oh, it would feel so good just to get into a tub of water, but then he gets in the tub of water and then he's just, you know, he's all plants. So. Yes. Oh,
1: what a mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I
2: don't know what it's gonna be like up here. Um, I just took my car to get it washed today and got all of the grime and the the salt off of it from driving around in the in the snowy bits and. Um, she looks all pretty and clean again, so that's nice. My car was like, what in the hell is all of this? Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. She, she's never seen anything like this before. So uh, the melt is almost completely done. There are, you know, patches of snow here and there where it has built up into, you know, tall hills. But for the most part, it's gone. Mm. And it's been sunny and warmer. Um, it was, uh, it's was it been in the 50s for a couple of days and um, mostly in the 40s, but it's nice. And uh, I'm enjoying it. Got a little spring fever going on.
1: And I was going to say, we had, um, today it was in the 40s. Jen and I took a walk up to uh, Wawa, which is, um, they, anybody that lives in the Delaware Valley region, you know Wawa. Um, but um, for me, I'd never heard of it until I came down here. It is the most amazing thing ever. It's um, it's a convenience store. Um, not all of them have gas at them, but it's a convenience store that sells like coffee that as is as good as Dunkin Donuts which is sacrilege for me as a New Englander to say any coffee is as good as Dunkin Donuts but this stuff is the real deal and they make these amazing hoagies which like you think like a convenience store place would make crap for hoagies like they just it's it's like amazing so we took a walk up there here in Delaware County uh, Pennsylvania you know outside of Philly there's like a Wawa on every block so sometimes two blocks have a Wawa it seems um so we just went there and I uh, took a walk there. It was it was colder tonight than it was yesterday. We were in the city yesterday and it was in the 60s and we were enjoying that. I got my shamrock shake for uh, St. Patrick's Day. So, I forgot to do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm half Irish and uh you know I've been trying to lay lay off the sauce a bit, not drink so much and uh you know I I, I didn't want to do the Guinness. Plus y- around here it's hard to get beer. Y- y- you have to go to a bar and the bars around here are not the nicest places to go into to ask for a pint of Guinness. So um, I was like, you know, let's do the shamrock shake thing. And I had my, um, my green um, John F. Kennedy 35th pres, you know, president hat that I got at the JFK <laughs> library. So I was very, very like, you know, not just Irish, but New England Irish, you know, for that, that half of my lineage. Um, I don't know, I, maybe for Bastille Day, I should be celebrating Bastille Day uh, <laughs> for my French heritage, maybe oh, this July. Yes, exactly. I'll start walking around with, I guess, what would, they, would you wear red or blue for, for French, you know, and... Yeah, I guess. I've got
2: some Welsh. You know what I would do, though, I walk around screaming like Christian Bale. Is that <laughs>
1: you, you, you wear a leak on your head for Saint David's Day? I believe you wear oh, a leak okay. on your head. Yes. You so, so that's what you do for the Welsh. Saint David's Day. I think that was in a Shakespeare. One of the Shakespeare plays. I think it was um, one of the the Henrys. Uh, uh whatever Henry the 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 whatever numbereth. Um, but uh, Sir Falstaff was giving some guy a hard time that had a leak on his head, so the guy gave it back to him.
2: I remember when I was in high school, the our Latin slash German teacher was Catholic, and the high school that I went to was about 80% Jewish, mm-hmm. and there were very few Catholics, and <laughs> he came in on Ash Wednesday with <laughs> Ash on his forehead, and of course, I, I was bad, um, didn't have a clue, um, and everyone kept, <laughs> all day long, he's like, you've got some
1: schmutz on your head <laughs>
2: He's like, yes, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I've. You know, those, those. There, there are a lot of things about being Catholic that I have just never done. Um, I, I, I've never done the Ash Wednesday thing. I've never put the hash in my head or the the Palm Sunday thing. Um, I, when I was little, um, I would pretend to give things up for Lent, but I never really did. Um, I eat meat on Fridays, uh, red meat. Um, and I know this time of year that means. Yeah, and lent of course. <laughs> notice this time of year all the fast food joints are are bragging about their fish sandwiches because uh during lent, that's when they they really that was like the whole fillet of fish was invented uh to to keep catholics at their their restaurant chains during lent. Um and so, yeah, so so that's uh th- those are things that I don't do. And I of course I've also never been confirmed, so that's a bad one. Um you you tec- I, I think you're technically not a catholic if you're not confirmed, which I don't know. I guess, you know. Sometimes I'll go to church for things like funerals or, or um, funerals. Um, Does
2: it burn when you walk through the door?
1: It, it it's, it's, uh, yeah, it hurts a little bit. Um, you know, it's not <laughs> as bad as uh, you know, as uh, Stephen Dorff in Blade, but um, you know, y- you feel it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm always like, I'm on the wrong knee. I'm doing the wrong cross thing. I don't. I'm just kind of mumbling, you know, because it, it's a very inter. You know, for for. You know, Catholic Church, you know, you you, you think of when you think of interactive churches, you think of like the mega churches down south or, you know, some of those things where people are up and they're singing and they're yelling
2: and or the Pentecostals. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But you know, the Catholic Church is a very interactive experience as well. You've got to be like, Peace be with you, also, you know and that and so I'm always like mumbling my way through it and um, you know, I just I you know and and part of me feels bad, but then usually when the rev when the the priest gets up and does the sermon and I start to like listen to all of the things about the religion that I was not a fan of, I start to go, yeah, you know, this whole ethnically Catholic thing, you know, even that doesn't really work for me. It's not, you know.
2: know, It's funny, when I was growing up, when I I grew up Baptist, and then when I was in high school, I started going to this Methodist church, um, and they, the Methodist church is kind of a weird bridge between the Protestants and the Catholics. It's, it's, (laughs) um, is Protestant but it's they do uh, like they did Lent like they um, you know you gave up things for Lent and, and stuff like that if you wanted to um, but they're you know, slightly different like in the Baptist church you have to be a member of the church to take communion whereas like in, in the Methodist church you just whatever you can walk in off the street and take communion and all, all this stuff but anyway when I went to college a friend of mine was Episcopalian, and mm. she said, you know, Can you come to the Episcopalian service with me, and I was like, okay, I've never done that, so why not, so <laughs> I did, and wow, that was an experience, because it was like basically calisthenics, mm-hmm. you're up, you're down, you're kneeling, you're standing, you're, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, my goodness, in the Baptist church, we spend the majority of the time passing notes back and forth, trying to decide what we're going to have for lunch after church, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're right on the church bulletin. Where do you want to go for lunch? And, and you pass it back and forth. And you don't, you know, as a kid, I mean, you're not paying all that much attention during the sermon because they just droning on and on. Um, but here, like, you don't have that. You don't have that luxury. I mean, <laughs> they keep you big. <laughs> make sure that you're paying attention. And then they had communion. And uh, the way that they called us down was row by row. Well, it just so happens that I was sitting on the end of the room, of the, the pew that we were on and the, I was at the beginning of, I'm like, great. I can't even watch anybody to see how this is supposed to be done. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so the, the little guy comes around first with the wafer and I'm sitting, watching how everyone is kneeling and they're kneeling and they have their hands clasped, you know, and, and I'm watching them to see how to do that. But then he comes along and tries to put the wafer in my hand. And I was like, I, Oh, okay, sorry. So he I took the wafer and popped it in my mouth because in the Baptist church it's two separate things. You take the wafer first or the piece of cracker or whatever they And then you get the grape juice that comes around separately. So it's two separate things. Well, so I popped it in my mouth and my friend who was next to me she's like, "No!" I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I took it out and dipped in the, the next guy came around with with the chalice of wine and I dipped it in the wine, and he was like, "Oh my god!" Because I just pulled it out of my <laughs> mouth. I was so panicked. I did. I was just like, "I'm so sorry." And then I popped that in my mouth to real wine, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> 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 because we'd always just use grape juice. That oh was just the way you did it. So this was. I made a complete fool of myself, and I was like, I was just looking at the guy, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, and he just laughed, and he's like, don't worry about it, it's okay. And, <laughs> but I was so embarrassed, I'm like, yep, there you go, that's not yeah. how you do it. So anyway, if you if you are not Episcopalian or, or anything else, and you go to another server, just make sure you're at the end of the line, or at least somewhere in the middle, so you have some idea what to do, otherwise you do what I did, and make a big <laughs> yeah. fool of yourself.
1: <laughs> yes, because Episcopalian is essentially, it's what, the Anglican church, which is just the catholic church only okay. uh, allows king henry the to get divorced right that's that's all that's all the british church is is the catholic church only with the king at the head as opposed to the pope mm-hmm. so yeah so you get i think you get most of the same rituals also uh, the, the the priest can marry the 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 pastor or whatever can marry um they, they don't follow all the rules because they don't have to listen to the pope all the time um
2: yeah well my friend always referred to it as catholic light exact so. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And I always think of myself as Catholic-like, but perhaps I'm like Catholic a, a la carte, you know? <laughs> but, like when it's St. Patrick's <laughs> Day, I'm, I'm Mr. Irish Catholic. But when, you know, yeah,
2: she's like that's the last time I take a Protestant to one of our services.
1: Well, now, now, speaking of religion, right? We have a we have a um, a film here tonight. Um, uh with the the main actor Elijah Wood named after one of the prophets, one of the you know of the Jewish okay, faith. You are a pro. Did you like that one? Elijah the yeah. Prophet. You yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now now I, I know there are many, many a uh, young Jewish lass that would enjoy <laughs> this uh Elijah the Prophet to come to their Seder and uh and no 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 I'll have to uh, uh, maybe ask Jen if if I'm right about that. That Seder I think is the one where Elijah the Prophet shows up after to uh to um he shows up at your dinner you're supposed to leave a, a plate open for him and then yep it, i got the confirmation because uh, that was the one that seinfeld um rem- have you ever seen that sketch you
2: didn't get the confirmation that's why you're going to hell <laughs> I, did, yes, I didn't get the
1: confirmation, so i'm going to you're right <laughs> so i'm going to hell well i always remember that that sketch uh, at saturday uh, saturday night live where jerry seinfeld played elijah the prophet and he like shows up at their house like hey I'm here I'm here to eat at your table you know And he's like flirting with the daughter and giving everybody a hard time um, and so every time I hear the name Eli I just think of Elijah the prophet with that name and so I guess that that's where the segue came from um, <laughs> but um, so I want to start when we look at this movie I want to start with the trailer where there is a, a very bold claim made about this film that it is the, the, the rear window of the 21st century it's kind of the this film Generation's Rear Window. Uh, what do you think, Jamie? I think
2: that's bullshit. <laughs> um, well, oddly enough, when we were starting to watch this movie, it was very early on, and it was very in the very beginning of the film. He was still in his hotel room, Elijah Wood was. Mm-hmm. And it was during the part where the guy told him to look across at the other part of the hotel where because it was like an L shape, and you know, to look through the window over there. And so Brian was just... Uh, he was getting... To go out the room, he's like, "What do you think, rear window?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, it looks like that may be where it's going." You know, well, it did not. Nope. <laughs> it went nowhere near rear window, no. um, except to maybe jump out of it. <laughs> um, I was, I want to formally apologize. <laughs> I am so sorry because uh, I, uh, for to you, I mean, for making you watch it. I don't know what you thought of it. I mean, we haven't talked about it well, yet, well, but I, I, it's no. not really what I was hoping it would be.
1: I would not put this one out there as apolog, apology-worthy um, just because I think um, when we think of apology-worthy, I, I think I some of the ones that I, I have chosen that are apology... Now, Brian's saying about apologizing to... Him as well, but I kind of feel like he gets no apologies. <laughs> yes, no. But I think some of the transgressions that I have made here—one, um, I've I've chosen some that are much worse than this one in my mind, at least. Um, but two, you know, seeing that you know that it had Elijah Wood and it had that that dubious distinction, and maybe that that was gonna doom it from the start to call it the the rear window of our gen I mean, um, the only thing that I, I was trying to think if there was anything Hitchcockian in this to not to just throw that 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 cliche term around but um you know it it the thing for me about this movie yeah i you know i, I again it's not apology worthy let's maybe there should be sta- standards of badness for our films and um i guess i feel like this is one that you know i i don't you know i'm not saying that you should ever have to apologize for the movie you chose but i kind of feel like th- i have some on on my resume that you know, th- this one doesn't quite fit into that cat. You know, if this was one that I chose for us, for example, I don't think that you know what I mean. I, we we wouldn't be looking at it as like Matt. This is the worst thing you've ever chosen. You know.
2: Well, no. Um, not I mean, no, and it's not the worst thing we've ever watched. It's just that there were a lot of things about it that left me kind of scratching my head as to what in the hell are you, you know. And a lot of it really reminded me of a video game. Yeah. And it's like you know the the video games where they're like um, you know you'll meet you'll meet a guy in the video game, and he's like, okay, now this is what I want you to do. I want you to. And actually, I kept referring to this um, as Grand Theft Auto <laughs> uh, because there were a lot of things about it that reminded me of like GTA um, or. Watch Dogs. Uh, for anyone who's played that which is basically gta with hacking mm-hmm. so this i guess is more like watchdogs in that respect but um <laughs> it's just like you meet a guy in a video game he comes up and he's like okay this is your objective i need you to go here and do this and implant this and then you're you're wondering if you're playing the video these people ever do anything for themselves <laughs> you know in video games <laughs> no one ever does anything for themselves they always have you do it regardless of how you know stupid it is and then he was like okay well if you need me uh if you need me call me i'll be over here you know and so then they give you they give you your directive and then they go away and you can contact them if you need to but usually they're not very helpful when you contact them and then they'll show back up and have you do something else and that's what this reminded me of a lot and the graphics didn't help <laughs> the you know the constant on screen which i thought was kind of interesting on one hand i like what they were attempting to do as far as having all the windows open and then in the background you could see his desktop photo mm-hmm. which was the actress that he was spying on um, I thought that was that was kind of cool um, in a lot of ways the, gr- the graphics looked the- like video game quality and then but what really got me what really just tore me up inside was how convoluted the whole thing was yes. and then by the time you get to the end I'm just like, Oh, fuck off you know? <laughs> and we're watching this movie and Brian's like, Ah, fuck Well I was gonna give it a two. <laughs> but now it gets a one because the ending just pissed us off so bad that I'm like, Get out of here you know yeah. and it just felt really long. Like why are we still going? Why is this every time I thought it was gonna be ending, which it would come to like what would seem like a, it could be a wrap-up kind of thing. Then it would just inexplicably keep going. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you still going? Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't I don't hate it. I'm not saying it was a terrible idea. I think they just didn't know how to wrap it up. I think they didn't really know what to do with it. They had. I think it feels like they started with an interesting concept, and then like maybe it would be sort of like a rear window for. This generation, which is an ind- which is a neat idea, but I don't really. F- the, it felt stumbly toward the end, like they were just tripping over themselves and couldn't decide what to do, and so they just kept going, and um, and then in the process they lost me.
1: Yeah, y- you know I, boy, yeah. Like part of it was like it it seemed like that beginning took forever, um, and there's just a lot of moving parts with that beginning. Um, you know, like like you said, it was it, it could have been an interesting concept. I mean, we we know that these things happen. That these what they call ratters, right? R- what is it? Remote um, something control. You know, there's people that can control other people's web. They they can hack in and control people's webcams and spy on them. It, it happens to women. Like I guess like the main way it happens usually is that like. Um, like uh, if a girl downloads like, or maybe they do it to guys too, I guess to control their computers, but you download uh, like a, a, a bad program. You know, you think you're getting something for free or you're getting something that allows you to cheat at something or whatever, or free music or whatever, and then you've ceded control of your computer, including the webcam. And especially with these Apple computers where you can't tell that your webcam is on, um, it could be a really scary thing, and the concept is very scary. But we didn't really get that here. Um, we didn't really get the idea of that. It was very, like, the the whole thing of like hacking into her her things to to do things. It was a very like it it was all within the matter of a few hours that it was being done, and mm-hmm. it was so quick that you didn't really have time to be creeped out by it long enough. Um, and I think that's right. you know isn't that where a Hitchcock would have. Would have done a better job with this because he would have he would have made this creepiness go on for a matter of days. There may have been a montage clip of Elijah Woods' character, um, you know, eating snacks or doing whatever, and spying on his this beloved, you know, his this this star that he has, and maybe even trying to justify it to himself why he's spying on her, that because he's such a big fan or something. And um, it-
2: I would have liked it more if it was something that he that he was actually, you know, intrigued by or, or I didn't really understand, or I didn't feel like he had a solid motivation for what he was doing for his part in the whole thing. And it didn't, I didn't believe it. Like I didn't, I I didn't believe him. And I just, I don't know. Well, then it turns out when you, when you get to the end, um, I was going to say that all makes sense, but it kind of still doesn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, but I would have liked it more had there been more suspense. Had it been, you know, or any, had you know to to kind of build that up and, and give you the feeling that it's kind of creepy. I like the idea that he was hacking into her phone and could read her messages and and you know watch her Facetime and and listen to her calls. I mean, that's a really scary concept. Um, but but like you said, it just happened. And then I'm like, what, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I also like it when they give you a little bit of believable technology. Um, like or when they present it in a way that really feels like this is happening, you know, right. not just in a, this is, I mean, cause some of the things he were doing were like magic computer stuff, yes. like magic TV <laughs> computer stuff, you know? And well, if you want me to really be creeped out, then limit it to what you really can do, which is still gives you plenty of scary stuff to work with. But I think it just kind of went over
1: the line. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think, you know, this could have been like, I think if you had done it. If if it had been instead of this like guy with this you know I mean that's the thing is it devolved into this whole like thing where like you you and, and Brian you know talking about the the magic computer thing and you know I I mean this happens too I've noticed with movies oh, that did have did he say that did he, he, he say that in his said, comment he, he, yeah it, it kind of flashed up there yes <laughs> like when we first started yeah I mean there's that um, I I remember a movie that Adolph Lundgren film that was on USA called Blackjack where he was protecting a uh, a model from a stalker. And it was a similar deal in the sense that the stalker is, like, ultra-sophisticated and um, is just kind of, like, I don't know, you know, like, it can do all of these great, you know, these crazy things that, um, I don't, you know, it's just, like, the whole thing that, like, he's doing all of this stuff for this girl to, I guess, like, what he was going to try to have her in the basement with him. They're going to be locked together in the basement forever. But, um... Yeah. (laughs) I just, you know, like like... Weird. Yeah, I mean, I think it's creepier. It's it's worse, you know. I mean, for for us in a society, the idea of just somebody being able to hack into somebody's webcam and spy on them is creepy and scary enough that you don't need to do the whole elaborate. Um, oh, there's a taser in the. I mean, what was that whole thing where he was? Oh my god! You know, he's in the, the hotel room, and we've got the whole. You know, that you, it's a whole setup thing. It doesn't need to be a whole setup. Uh, You know, what if it's just Elijah Wood has this website for this girl, this famous actress, which, you know, I think it was also – I'm not sure what they were doing with her as an actress. I couldn't tell um, if she was supposed to be, like, a big star or if she was supposed to be maybe, like, one of those, like, up-and-coming, like, B- or or C-list stars that tends to be the one that really attracts those real obsessive ones because they tend to be the ones that are able to interact Or want to interact more because they're so happy they have fans.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It's another aspect that would have been more believable.
2: Yeah, and she, like, I couldn't decide if I was supposed to like her character or not. Am I supposed to give a damn about what happens to her because in the beginning she was kind of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and I'm like, is she like a what is she? Is she like a Kristen Stewart (laughs) kind (laughs) (laughs) of celebrity or is she? (laughs) because <laughs> she kind of had that much personality going on. Um well, which is a shame because I actually like her. Um and but but of course, you know, before this, she is, you know, she's trying to go mainstream. This is a this is a porn star or a I think she was mostly softcore, but I think she did some I'm not sure if she ever did any hardcore stuff. But um you know, so she's trying to go mainstream here and I don't know that this is going to help. No. I don't, I don't know if that's gonna, gonna propel her into startup uh, because it just, I don't know what we did see of her wasn't all that compelling.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of who has made the jump. Brian's saying it's hard as hell. I mean, we know Tracy Lord, right? She, she did it, but she was so infamous. She, I mean, I mean that was the story in the '80s, one of the biggest stories is in the the first half of the '80s or whatever, um, about her. You know. uh I mean, she she really put one over on the whole porn industry. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, if you're that level star, Tracy Lords, um, you know Ginger Lynn Allen did a lot of direct-to-video stuff. Um, you know, obviously she didn't break into the mainstream. I mean, it seems like you know, yeah, I don't know if you can really go that that next level. Um, you know, again, unless maybe you're Tracy Lords, but um, I mean, this movie, I think. I mean for for from from her standpoint I mean I guess there's there, there is the fact that there isn't a lot of, there there is you know there's a little nudity but nothing crazy and there there isn't any like overt sexual stuff in overt sex scenes or anything like that so at least on that score um it's a film that maybe you know she could kind of use to separate herself from being a a, a uh, softcore porn actress but on the other hand like you said there isn't a lot of material for here for her to really uh, show off what she can do because um, I think this film it, it shows where the limitations are of a man writing a film uh, that is supposed to be that I don't really know if this was supposed to be her story but it was supposed to seem like it was trying to deal with issues you know of like men's feeling of entitlement to females to women stars but to women in general um you know the whole thing about being the nice guy and the girl walking all over him you know you know uh he does all these things for her and all she wants to do is just ditch him on the date and all of that stuff um you know it seemed like it was wanted to touch those issues just to, you know but i because it was the guy writing it what was his name on nacho um libre li- yes <laughs> no, i don't think of his last name but he um <laughs> You know, he he could ne- he he never fully got there with any of it. None of it was fully fleshed out. And again, it's the kind of thing that would have been fully fleshed out. I think if we had something that was, I don't know, you know, if we want to say more real rear windows type, we don't necessarily need to go that far. But if you want to do something that was more along the lines of something Hitchcock would have done with this material, I think if you're if you've got Elijah Wood who's this super fan of this actress that he's got a page de- uh, dedicated to her, he um he ends up you know going down this rabbit hole of of using her her hacked web, webcam and wa- spying on her like this and then i don't know what happens maybe he sees a murder happen you know maybe she is killed i don't know something happens um and then but but maybe something happens where she falls he falls into her sphere of of influence by some other way like maybe she reaches out to him for publicity and then they start to know each other and now he's got to come to terms with the fact that he's been doing, you know, whether he wants to come clean or not, um, I don't know, I don't know exactly what you do with it, but at least you've got room for character development, where here, um, you've got neither, you've got no real character development, but then you've got this whole, I don't know, whatever this was that we had, where it's just sort of, you know, it it took too long to play out which again i mean if we're talking about needing character development you know we had all of this room in here i mean we had these guys and where were they in france or whatever and we had this hacker named Nevada which again is it Nevada or Nevada uh you know they don't they never re- <laughs> you know again for an hour and a, 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 a 100 minute long movie they never touched on that and i guess because they had french guys calling him Nevada um, they never had to deal with that <laughs> issue, but it would have been nice to maybe flesh that out a little bit, whether we say Nevada or Nevada. Um, but we don't we really know what that was. And then, of course, he ends up being the main character or something at the end. I don't know. Um,
2: that convoluted. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They, they, they didn't... Too convoluted for their own good.
1: Yeah. They they didn't, know where to, they didn't know what to do with themselves because they had essentially with the, with the baddie, with the bad guy, um, because of the com- what, what, what you, we termed computer magic, um, through this computer magic, they'd essentially created Superman. They created something um, uh, omnipotent, and they didn't know what to do as far as kryptonite. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so they had to write in their own kryptonite as it was. They had to invent kryptonite. To, you know, As they say, it was the flaw in Superman as a character. So they had to invent kryptonite. It's um, so kind of the same thing, only they, what they did is they kind of Kaiser-associated the kryptonite in there.
2: Uh-huh. It yeah, it only didn't work that well. It didn't
1: work. Not well because we've already oh. we've seen Kaiser so say we've seen Kevin Spacey walking out on the street. lot. We letting... saw
2: him lose that limp. Yeah, ex- yes <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. I was about to say or was it gain the limp? Well, you can't not having a limp. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like I normally have a limp, but I'm gonna walk straight. To... Yes. No, that doesn't yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I. uh and like you mentioned with the taser thing and then the, the whole basement room. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're going to – what? Yeah. Seriously, you think no one's going to open this door, this hatch door at any point ever? Uh, yeah. Someone's going to – especially if you do this big explosion thing. I, I, I just am kind of l- – and then you've got Guy who owns best servers in the whole world. Like he is king of computer servers has any equipment any equipment better than him and he can do anything he wants I know, like get, get out of here yeah. you know i mean if you want it to be creepy if you want it to be scary make it remotely realistic mm-hmm. and then because there are some things that i that i think that that were wasted here that were kind of cool you know like i said earlier with the hacking of into the phone you know that's that's pretty cool like the fact that elijah is trying to save her, and he's got these guys who are, you know, using their equipment, and they can track and tell him. and, because, you know, that can be exciting. You know, if you're like, okay, now, what? And then, you know, they're like, okay, turn left, and then, you know, that was kind of cool. But then you had this weird infighting thing with French guys, where <laughs> suddenly he wanted to help the bad guy, and of course they thought that Elijah Wood was the bad guy, and then they thought, then they found out that he wasn't the bad And then, the, but then he wanted to help the bad – I'm like, what is what? <laughs> you know, it's a, you've got one French guy kicking out the other French guys because he's on his own mission now because Nevada is so awesome. He can't him go down, and I'm just like – I'm so confused. And then it turns out that – I, you know, I, I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> I don't even – I can't even piece it together properly in my head now because I have to draw it out on paper. attempt to map out all the the plot twists going on here. Yeah. You know, Newsflash, adding a bunch of plot twists does not necessarily elevate your plot. No. You know, that's not the point. Um, Cool plot twists are good, but you have to put them in there with some skill. You know, there's a movie called *A* that came out in 2006 and stars Colin Hanks, and this, I think, is a really well-done stalker movie about a guy who sees this chick and uh, he you know, wants to get close to her. So what he ends up doing is he ends up breaking into her apartment and putting in surveillance cameras. And then because of the things that he learns while watching her through this surveillance, he ends up getting close to her. And that is a really well-done creepy movie with stuff that you can actually do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it just sort of adds to the creep factor that you know that this is a very realistic situation that some and i've actually seen things on the murder channel where people have done this you know ex-boyfriends have or like on stalked someone's watching you know where an ex-boyfriend or an ex Husband will put surveillance equipment in their ex girlfriends ex-wife's house, and do creepy, creepy, creepy shit for real. And that is scary stuff. This here, I didn't have a chance to really build up any tension, you know, or to be shocked or surprised or to care. And then, because it was just like a flurry of things, and then when we got to the end, it was went in so many different directions that i just couldn't keep up and then i got to the point where it didn't really matter anymore
1: yeah you know and you, you make a great point too because i know um there was a, a japanese movie that i saw that was like a romantic comedy um that did the same thing it did the um that this guy uh lived next door uh, uh a girl that he liked and he had her place bugged and in this case it was like it was supposed to be kind of silly and um he ends up seeing that her boyfriend is is a door is is, is a, a, a douche, and I believe like he tries to kind of like out him for being a cheater or something. But what he does is like he, he like he uses the camera I guess to find out what she likes, and then he, he brings her all the things she likes. And I don't remember I remember how it play, how it how it resolved itself, but it was it was but it was the same thing. Like you're saying, it was it was using there was nothing um space age or magical about it. And yet, it, it 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 had plenty of creepy. I mean, this was supposed to be kind of like a goofy kind of, you know, um, mm-hmm. like like kind
2: of like a girl dresses up like a boy to join the soccer team, ends up falling in love with the guy, and then you know.
1: Yeah, wasn't that? Based <laughs> on, that was based on a Shakespeare play, it, wasn't it? Too as right. you like it? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> it. yes.
2: Uh, and there have been num that story has been told numerous different ways. I mean, hell, there's Yentl.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yes. you know, but basically, you infiltrate. The life of the one that you that you want to be close to, you actually end up being close to them, and then you have to figure out how to continue to be close to them without freaking them out Mm -hmm. when they find out how you (laughs) you got close to them, and um, so. But it's it's never nefarious; it's always you know perfectly innocent. It just ends up looking really bad. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, and I always I always I like those stories. Well, just one of the guys. I think those are yes um i I always think those stories are kind of sweet and i always pull them and of course they always come out on top in the end but um but yeah um your japanese movie reminded me of that (laughs) just like the infiltrating but for good reasons not for creepy reasons but still that's freaking creepy i mean (laughs) i do not at all advocate spying on anyone to to try to get close to them that is not the way to do it
1: no, no, but but, um, but your what your your point is is a really valid one as far as this movie goes. That you don't need magic. You don't need. I don't know what they were doing with the whole camera thing and like these, these like like. What was it like? Like, it looked like they were, um, from, speaking of Superman, it looked like the the flying parallelograms, like a collection of flying parallelograms <laughs> to create an image. I don't know what the hell that was. We also, like, one of the things that made me write down rear window being way better, um, what you were talking about with Brian, where he, s- the scene where, you know, look, point your camera across and look at the other window there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at least in rear window, we could see, you know, People in there and see what was going on a little bit better. We could recognize Grace Kelly or whoever across the way. Um, you know, and of course, the idea was we're supposed to not know what we saw, right when there was the when when the murder happens or whatever happens. um we're supposed to not know, but at least we can kind of see things clearly. It's not like frosted glass and whatever else was going on there that just distorted things. Um, and then you talked about the whole video game thing. um you know I was getting seasick. It's like um you know there's a point where where cutesy editing tricks and and things like that give way to us our, our need for like some legitimate cinematography and some mm. some camera angles that, that can let me see what's happening and 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 you know a clear image of something you know it's, it's like you get to that point where you feel like you're driving and um and something is you know like you're, maybe like you're driving and um you had uh, somebody put a flyer on the windshield and you can see. But it's kind of blowing around, and it's really starting to annoy you, and you start feeling <laughs> like you want to pull a TJ Hooker and just kind of climb out in the dash and grab it and and hop, you know. But but like you you don't do it. But it's like you know that kind of thing. Watching this kind of stuff, and there's a point where it's like maybe it just gets away from you when you're the director and you're adding things in, and you know, I'm mean, like like you said, the film was called Open Windows, which um, I think you know it would have been nicer if it was Open Windows and we were kind of seeing Elijah Wood and then seeing his computer on a separate, you know, like like different takes um, but again we're talking about a whole different movie that we wanted to make that this movie wasn't so
2: right I mean, yeah pretty much if you change everything then I would like it that's what <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, and I'm really disappointed in Elijah because he has been making some really good choices lately uh, I loved him in grand piano I loved him in the maniac remake um, and he he has the and even going way back to since you see how creepy he can be like he has the the capacity to pull off both innocence and charm and sinister creepy you know he can do it really well and he can do them in the same movie and um that's what i was hoping for here you know i was hoping for some of that and i didn't even i was the whole time i'm like why are you doing this movie why, <laughs> why who thought this was a good idea you know i mean i guess someone said ooh I like Rear Window. Ooh. What would make it new? Open windows. Get it windows. Yeah, let's do that. And then they just sort of didn't know what to do with it.
1: Um, it's a mess. Yeah, there's no better way to sell a film to an actor, I think, than to describe it as uh, you use a better director um, and you, <laughs> Why? Use one of the best directors of all time's name. Um, and when you think of the movie, you think of a thriller as a genre. Um, it doesn't really get any better than than Hitchcock. So you throw those those names around and say this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do that. Um, you know, as a, as an actor, maybe you think that things are going to be a little different on the editing room floor. But I got to think when you see that plot twist and you know Elijah Wood, he's right there uh, reading the lines in the plot twist. He is the plot twist. So um,
2: right, he's playing both roles. I yeah,
1: mean, I mean, so he
2: kind of knows at that point I would have been like what but at that point maybe the paychecks are already being cash and, yeah. and uh, he likes paychecks which I can't really blame him for you know but um, it's just he's been on such an upswing lately and he mm-hmm. has this whole um, his little company which uh, he's I don't think this is actually part of his company I don't think this is this is one of his films no but, no um, no
1: because it's the other guys
2: his company and and he's you know trying to throw money and 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 make horror films and you know he's not been stuck in i think it's pretty cool and then um all right well one other film that he threw money at was toad road and that was oh jesus i hate that movie (laughs) um it's a really god-awful film watching people drop acid and watching their acid trips and it's supposed to be a horror movie but it's really not and I don't like these people. I would never hang out with them on purpose, so I definitely don't want to watch them get high. It it just—it just—it's very just—it left a bad taste in my mouth. I just didn't like it at all. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think he has—he he he has done some good projects, and this was not one of them. Like this uh, disappointed me, and it made me sad because I was really looking forward to this film. I mean, the reason that I suggested it to you is because I had been watching. I had been wanting to watch it for a couple weeks it had been in the Netflix queue and um or my list or whatever I can't I keep calling it the queue because I will always call it the queue Um <laughs> and this you know was the perfect opportunity to have an excuse to watch it you know, but you, you know yeah I wanted to watch this anyway so why not throw it in because it, it is a, a direct to video film it's on Netflix so let's throw it in and
1: yeah well, the trailer, for sure, I think, had me on, 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 on board. Um, cause that's what I, you know, After we talked about the film, I watched the trailer. Um, Jen and I were going to watch this one together, and it just didn't shape, shake up this week that we were able to do it. And I, I think that was for the best. Um, I told her that, too. She, was, she seemed at, at points disappointed. I said, well, if you want to watch it, we can together. But I, I, I think now, when she's going to hear uh, your, your take on it as well, I think she's going to say for sure. To pass on it, but I, I know she's you know like likes Elijah Wood sh- Elijah Wood too, and so I think she was we were both thinking of it, and uh, you know you watch the trailer and the trailer does give you that rear window sense. It gives you the sense that there is this guy who um, has has kind of you know um, made a Faustian bargain if you want to say, or he's gone down the rabbit hole of of spying on his 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 beloved actress that he he, he idolizes and, and is obsessed with. And then happens to see, it looks like happens to see her get killed or get kidnapped. Um, And he's got to figure out what he's going to do to save her. Um, And I think that would... That
2: would have been a good movie.
1: It would have been a good movie. It would have worked. And I think, you know...
2: (laughs) I mean, and in a way, it kind of was. But your movie sounds a lot tighter Mm -hmm. and more watchable. Whereas they threw in a bunch of extraneous shit that we didn't need. Yeah. And just confuse things. And I think Brian is probably going to develop a deep hatred for Jen because she keeps
1: missing on the
2: <laughs> she <laughs> she she's, jealous. she's jealous. He's she jealous. She keeps dodging these bullets no, and he gets he gets she, shot in the chest every time. She did get <laughs> she did get
1: drive hard last week. She did get that one and she was she was very like, she even brought that one up again about John Cusack. Because like, we were talking about actors, um we had a conversation about uh Robert De Niro, um in the films he did with Scorsese because um we were, I, I think I was, was talking about something else. Um, oh, with DiCaprio, um, with the films that he did with DiCaprio. And we were kind of doing a count to see who he did more movies with at this point. Um, and I think it, it ended up being De Niro 7 and DiCaprio 5, so it's it's still more with De Niro. And I made a comment about like, man, he's got to do a couple more with De Niro so DiCaprio doesn't catch up. And she kind of, sh- you know, made a face because of, you know, some of the uh, direct-to-video choices that Mr. De Niro's been making lately. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's kind of like, is it worth it for him to be doing that? But then she brought up John Cusack. You know, like, kind of, you know, what are these actors doing? Um, you know, how, how do they choose roles? And... um you know, you, you know, I was talking about Bruce Willis, for example. Like Bruce Willis does all kinds of films, and it's like once a certain name is attached to a project. Um, because uh, she was talking about a movie that James Gandolfini—I'm like all over the place—a uh, horrible movie that James Gandolfini did that had Robert Redford in it. So the moment it had Robert Redford, all of these other actors kind of—you know—it it suddenly gave the film a, a certain amount of credence that it got a lot of other actors involved. Um, and we didn't necessarily see that here with Elijah Wood, but. Um, but it, you, you kind of wonder, what, what causes a, 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 uh, an actor to um, attach themselves to a piece? And I mean, this character here, this Elijah Wood character he was playing, like we were thinking like, I, I, at least what I thought was. Um, I thought it was going to be that whole, um, again, I don't want to use the cliche, but that Hitchcockian idea of the ordinary man slapped down into circumstances that, that he has no control over, and he's got to decide whether he wants to fight or die. You know, he's got to decide, you know, North by Northwest, Cary Grant, hmm. what are you going to do? You know, um, rear window, again, you know, uh, Jimmy Stewart, what are you going to do? You're in your wheelchair, you know, you, you're trying to heal the busted leg, what are you going to do? Um, and I thought that's what we were going to get, Elijah Wood. What are you going to do? And instead, they went Kaiser Say so on us and copped out of the whole thing, completely copped out of the whole thing. And so, you know, I, I like if you're Elijah Wood, like you're going to sell this movie to us as that, as what I described there, as the ordinary guy, you know, just a regular mm-hmm. fan who is thrust into a situation that he doesn't have any control over. That he doesn't, you know, there, there are things going on here that he can't just wish his way out of. As, uh, as they said in From Dust Till Dawn um, and, um, and that's what we were hoping for and instead the film by using the Kaiser Sose and the computer is magic, all of that stuff um, and I think maybe because the computer was magic they couldn't write um, the, the film that they wanted to, they couldn't write that film that is, you know there was no way for Elijah Woods to would to defeat the baddie in this because of the whole computer is magic thing there's no way he could out magic the computer they had to create kryptonite they had to create another character that could out magic the the magician
2: yeah I mean I guess that's a good they kind of painted themselves into a corner there when you make something so all incredibly powerful how can you defeat that you know you have to think about that when you're constructing a story and I, I. it's almost like they were <laughs> making it up as they went along and they're like, Oh shit. Now what? And <laughs> oh, I know. How about this? You know? <laughs> and, uh, someone was not there to go. No, not that, not, <laughs> not that anything, but that.
1: Yeah. I, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's, me you, know, I don't know. I mean, you you get the sense that a lot of these directors, I mean, uh, this guy, um, I, I, I wish I could, I, I went to look up his name cause I, I know the first name is Nacho. I'll never forget that name, but, um, uh, I can't remember the the last name, but um, he oh Nacho uh, Vigalondo that's his name Vigalondo he was the the director and writer. Um, you get the sense I mean he named his his main character of course
2: d- he was because he wrote this and no other director is gonna t- <laughs> right, exactly exactly <laughs> like, it's Are same you fucking part. kidding? I'm right. not doing that. But also
1: nobody's gonna tell him to stop it because he's <laughs> the whole thing's his <laughs> right. project. Right. But I mean you know you know I mean he had the audacity to name the female uh to name Sasha Gray's character Jill Godard which is great you know. After, I'm mm-hmm. sure, another one of his favorite directors. But, um, you know, you get the sense that he probably has watched every Hitchcock film, probably watched them from when he was younger, um, you know, from when he was a really, you know, probably a kid going to the movie theater to see them. So he probably knows all of his films inside and out. And I think that's maybe what disappoints you, um, you know, from a, a director that, and a writer that, that seems to, to know the, the films that he's trying to emulate or try to, like, come, you know, from the same mold as... Um, to get it so wrong, it, it's almost like it's worse to have it be from him than from somebody else that's showing you that they're just trying to rip off or just trying to, to play on these things. just don't get it, you know?
2: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're putting too much thought into it. I think we put more thought into it. No, I mean they had to think a lot to come up with all this crap. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, Nacho, Nacho,
1: Nacho! Nacho, Nacho! I know. The other thing too I wanted to mention is that that main character, um, the, the the English guy's name was Cord, and um, I don't remember how Jen and I had a conversation about that. Somebody on TV's name was Cord, and uh, I was joking. Like I don't even know if that, that seems seems like the weirdest name for for a person is Cord, and um, you know I don't. Even, what is it short for? Or is it just? Cord? I don't
2: know. I, I that may be just it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely. I was a little bit surprised to see that a a, a Cockney accent, be Cockney accented Brit, uh, have that name because it sounds like um you know along with Brock, um and I guess Matt. Um, it's the perfect uh, uh college quarterback name. Uh, Colt, Colt, right. Brock. yeah. And it seems like there are a lot of Mats, a lot of Mats as quarterbacks. So I guess you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, it just you know. Uh, you know, t- new starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns, Cord. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, it, it, I don't know. Like this, this film, I guess, yeah, uh, it was, it, uh, it was, it was, it was sautéed in wrong sauce from, from the beginning, I guess. The, the trailer, uh, the trailer, had, had the trailer been fulfilled, I think we would have had a good movie.
2: I think so too. And that's the, that's the thing. It's, it's one of the things I say all the time is, you know, Simplicity is a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes you just have to. It's like, okay, this movie is like that woman who just keeps piling on the jewelry before she goes out of the house and she doesn't edit herself, you know, so she's wearing like all these bracelets and all these necklaces and. These really gaudy earrings, and these things in her hair, and the anklet, and the glittery belt, and the studded purse, and you're going, settle down. You know? <laughs> Sometimes you have to edit yourself, and you just have to pull off all the extraneous accessory. And I think that that just, dude just got carried away, and he was just rolling around in the in the bling. You know, he just he kept bedazzling this movie to <laughs> left and right. And uh, that you know, you'll drown in it. So, you know, stop it. Keep it simple. Tell a simple story, and in a simple way. Yes, it can be new and fresh, and you can use technology, to be inventive. But you know, just settle down. Yeah,
1: I. You know, yeah. You, you bring up a great point. This is um, you know uh, when um this this former coach, former NFL coach Herman Edwards, um Herman Edwards, he does this uh, he'll go to like this, this rookie. Uh, Symposiums where they talk to new NFL players, and he talks about them spending too much money on their first contract. And he's like, "One piece of jewelry, that's it. One piece of jewelry. You only need one chain. Don't go buying all this. You know, getting the platinum, this and the diamond. One piece of jewelry. (laughs) I think directors, we should we should hold directors to that same same rule. I mean, you know, again, if you're a director who's who's got a few under his belt, you know, if you're Scorsese and you've done a whole bunch of films. When you get into Goodfellas, you can do that long one take uh, underneath the, 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 the club and back up into the Copa, and it's great. You know, the whole thing, like, was great. I, I love that whole thing. Um, but, you know, if you're, you're Nacho uh, Villagardo, uh, Vill- Vigalondo, um, you know, lay off a little bit. One 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 you know, one necklace. We'll say one necklace for right now, one piece of jewelry, and then, you know, maybe on that next contract you can start to add – but maybe at that point you realize you're you're an older, more mature football player. You don't need all that jewelry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I think you I think you're right. I think he needed t- to edit himself. And, and I think that's maybe something that all all directors need to think about is is editing themselves.
2: Yeah, and then and then hire an editor who will tell you the truth. <laughs> right. Yes. <You> know, <laughs> who won't just go? Oh yeah, man, this just great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and tell Jen, watch it Alone with Her. It was on Netflix. It might still be if it is. And I recommend that film. I think it's, it's done pretty well, and it's very it's a very simple story. Um, definitely pared down from this one, but I think she would kind of dig that.
1: Probably like it was better. Yeah. Then.
2: Um, and Colin Hanks can pull off creepy too. Oh, that's. <laughs> but um, yeah, this one I cannot. Recommend it. I really no. can't. No. And uh, like Brian said, when we were watching it, well, it was gonna get a two, <laughs> but now they fucked themselves up and and it's a one because that ending. I just wanted to drive over to wherever this guy was and punch him in the face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: like, why did you do that?
1: Well, we know why he he, he want Kaiser so sad. Oh right. Yeah. No, yeah. but you
2: you you. Someone r- should have told you no. Yeah. You know, someone should have slapped your hand and said, "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, we've, you know, what it is, we, we've run into a whole series of, of um, like, it, it, like, we could almost do, like, if we had a, 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 a course at a college campus on, you know, filmmaking 101, you know, this film, overall, right, if you were to take this film on a whole, right, without, like, really delving into the plot and all of that, it, it looks nice, um, you know, that the, the film follows a, a solid linear pattern um the actors do do their thing you know it, it it it's not like some of the ones we've seen that just c- kind of look like they were thrown together. but as you get into the film and you start watching it, you realize that this s- film is just a a wrong turn after a wrong turn and we think about that that whole scene where he's driving the car and it's showing the arrows pointing telling him where to go mm-hmm. um that's kind of what this was the the arrows were telling him you know where to go and he was turning the wrong way um you know he the, the hotel thing, the thing happening in the hotel, it became too big, too convoluted, um, because they had a character, a baddie, who was too big and too convoluted. They, they, they added too many bells and whistles, like you said, too much jewelry. They didn't, um, you know, um, okay, we've got too many characters, we've got all these little flashy computer things, the computer can do everything we needed to do. Um, I was waiting, I was waiting for um, us to hear that chord, uh, bad guy in the background, um, have a an Earl Grey tea manifest itself for him. Um, he he d- wasn't able to do that apparently. I guess at this point the computer still can't generate food for us. <laughs> but I was waiting for that, you know. Oh, I've got a three D printer that prints my Earl Grey tea for me as well, you know. <laughs> but um, uh. you know. But then of course it made the biggest blunder, which is to write yourself too big and not be able to to finish to wrap it up. And they they went with the only thing they could do, which it worked in The Usual Suspects. Um and and i guess it worked in the usual suspects because the story was better that movie played the thriller aspect much bigger you know um you know these were that was there were scarier much scarier and more tense moments in the usual suspects than this film and this film was supposed to hinge on us having our our our, our hearts racing you know Yeah, and so then when the big reveal happens, when we get our Kaiser Sose moment, we're like, hey, whoa, that's crazy. Oh, my God, Kevin Spacey. You know, I didn't see it
2: coming. You remember the moment you watched The Usual Suspects for the first time when he starts walking away and then that limp goes, your jaw hit the fucking floor. Yeah. You know, I mean, just across the universally, everyone was like, oh, (laughs) and it was a wonderful moment. Oh my God! It was so good. It yeah. was just—it was Bruce Willis's dead moment. You know, yes. it was. It was. Yes. Um, um, okay, I can't say people, people living in the village were really present day moment that because that doesn't. No. <laughs> it wasn't that good, <laughs> but but you know it was just one of those iconic moments yeah. that you just you can't do it again. You'll never get you'll never get it back. You know, you realize Norman Bates is his mother yes you know that moment it was amazing okay this movie you just you don't get it you no. didn't no, <laughs> you it, did was, it all
1: wrong yeah it was <laughs> it felt like it was kind of like oh we need to end the movie let's do this and they took they took the shoehorn and they jammed it in there and it's like no no your feet you know Buy the larger size in the shoe. Don't shoehorn your feet in there, you know. And and that's you know it just yeah, the whole thing the whole thing didn't work. So um, I guess we're, no, no you said you were going to give it a two. Now it's is it is it at a one officially?
2: It's a one. Yeah.
1: It's a one. I yeah, I mean
2: I just I can't I can't ask anyone else. Plus it's freaking long.
1: Yes, yes. You know, yes. I mean
2: it feels like it's really long because it is really long and of course yeah. it's only like 10 minutes longer than your average movie, but that's fucking long when it comes to
1: this. this yeah.
2: And I can't ask anyone else to do that, you yeah. know. I made you do it. I feel bad enough for that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, because
1: I was I was fully on board with you with this movie. This was not a you made me. You you gave me a list of options and I saw the trailer for this and said, this is what we're doing. So um, All right. Well, yeah.
2: I can't, cannot, in good conscience, ask anyone else to. So, no, this is definitely. A, I will tell you flat out to avoid this movie.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm say. still, I'm still with the two, just because my rule is that I only give ones to movies that are like overtly racist or really badly, you know, sexist or, you know, oh, yeah. some some other problematic that, thing. Yeah. That's my, that's my rule. But um, this is close to that. This is, you know, this is, this is in that ballpark. And I think a big part of it is um. While this isn't as bad of a of a sell from as far as the trailer goes. Um, this is pretty close, I think, when it comes to the trailer misselling selling the movie. Um, this was this was not what we were given in the trailer, and um, you know, not as bad as Ambushed or some of the other ones we've seen or, or we've seen before. But um, I, I think that that really upsets me, and I think maybe puts it closer to the one for me as well that we were we were uh, hornswoggled here.
2: Yeah, I mean, what they should have said was, "You're going to get this." But with a whole bunch of extra crap you don't need.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and really, you're not even going to get this, right? Because he wasn't right. really in spying the end, on I'm her. Get that. You know, he's not spying on her. He is being forced by right. the, the other guy to spy on her and do things. So, yeah. Which,
2: you know, other guy who has bought his ticket to go here, to who has put him up in this hotel room. Right, exactly. Who has, I mean, God, shut up. Yeah. yeah. It's just shut up.
1: Yeah. No. I. I, Yeah. Stop it. No, it's bad. Yeah. So. So stay off this. This, You know, if you want to, keep your eye out on TCM for when Rear Window is playing again, and just watch that. (laughs) Right. There you go. All right. (laughs) So. So Jamie. Um. I. What have you been up to as far as the other podcasts go?
2: Well, we are about to release episode one hundred and three of the Skeleton Crew, which. (laughs) initially was going to be a discussion about 3D films because it was 103 and we um, but Dave one of my co's, came up with the idea that it would be you know a cool way or cool to just discuss 3D films and then we ended up not doing that what we ended up doing was uh, doing a uh, a review a very lengthy in depth review of Friday the 13th part 3 which was in 3D Mm -hmm. and Uh, That is going to be massive, and I think pretty good, though, because there are four of us on this show, and we pretty much dissect it from one end to the other, so if you are a Friday 3 fan, this is likely going to be, like, one of the definitive, you know, discussions about it, just because I can't imagine what we would have left out. I think we pretty much talked about everything, and, um... So that's coming out. At some point, The New Devourer will be coming out. I just don't know when. Uh, there's a new Evil Episodes coming out where we talked about, and that might even be coming out today, but it is if, if not, it'll be very soon. But in that one, we discussed two movies, uh, along with our regular TV lineup discussion. We discussed the film Torment, uh, which is available on Netflix, and I recommend it. It is a good film. It's a home invasion film, which I don't typically get very much out of, but this one I really liked. Yeah. And the other one was... Crap. Oh, my goodness. Buddy Hutchins. The new Jamie Kennedy movie. That is not good. It is not
1: good. Wait, are you telling me that a new Jamie Kennedy movie is not good?
2: (laughs) I know. It's shocking, right? (laughs) Wonders never Um, cease. (laughs) But this is... What I said was his character... Remember his peeing on the bush character from harold and kumar <laughs> mm-hmm. this was like a whole movie of that guy oh, it's what <laughs> it's what it reminded me of <laughs> but it just sadly like, sally kirkland was in it and um you know sadly because i like her but it, this it was just not good and it it tried to be kind of like falling down mm-hmm. only it just fell down <laughs> man i should have used that when we were talking about it the other night <laughs> um <laughs> But, so that's that. That'll be coming out sometime soon. <laughs> and then, of course, we talk about Bates Motel and The Walking Dead and you know, stuff that's on TV now.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Bates Motel, I mean, I, I haven't watched that show, but Jen and I were very dis- disturbed or very, very um, upset to hear that there's a cover of Depeche Mode's uh, Enjoy the Silence being used in the commercials for the show.
2: Is there I haven't?
1: Yeah, I, th-
2: I think I've paid attention.
1: Sounds like a a young Irish lass singing the song, but it's huh. like, but it's like slower and I don't know. It doesn't have the the Depeche Mode. I, I don't know. It, I, I, I hear so what? many covers nowadays of songs that I you know.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And what you know what I've I have noticed that what they'll do is they'll take a song from you know the 80s, they'll give it a cover, but it's usually a slowed down or mm-hmm. an opposite sex from what it was originally. Right, yes. If it was a slow song they'll speed it up, if it was a fast song they'll slow it down, you know. Um, and I guess they're either expecting people won't notice or whether they're they're probably they're aiming at a younger generation who may not recognize the song immediately and they're going to be like, "Oh my god, that song's so cool." Yeah. You know, and I'm over here going, "What? What yeah. are you doing?" <laughs> I
1: know. I mean, I mean in the 80s, I guess like in the 80s all of all of our you know, there were so many big ones in the eighties and nineties, like uh, "Taco Putting on the Ritz" and um, you know, "Naked Eyes." Always something there to Marime was, I guess, one. On the Ritz. <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, and 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 maybe you know, I'm trying to think of some of the ones in the in the nineties too. I don't know, Aaron Neville's "Everybody Plays the Fool," but I I don't really know. Like, I'm trying to think off. The t- I'm sure there's some big ones that I'm missing right now. Um, big covers but it just doesn't seem like I don't know there's something crass about it now that, and and I guess with the fact that like so many artists are being sued by other artists uh, older artists for ripping off their songs that um, I guess it's safer just to just pay the artist and do a cover and call it good
2: yeah I was um, watching an evening with Kevin Smith um, Brian was showing that to me and it's actually very funny if um, <laughs> um but it's when he was doing the tours around college campuses and um Take snippets from that, and college kids would ask him questions, and then he would respond. And he was telling this story about working with Prince, and how Prince went off on this tirade about when, um, and he brought up how, when Whitney Houston did a cover of Chaka Khan's song, mm-hmm. how he was like, "You think, you think Chaka wanted Whitney to, <laughs> to, do that cover? She didn't want her to do that cover. Chaka mad." <laughs> 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 and Kevin Smith's like, "Chaka mad," and he's like, "Oh, Chaka real." Mad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't that make Chaka a lot of money? Because that song was huge.
2: (laughs) Right? When she covered
1: that song, that was bigger than it was when Chaka Khan first did it.
2: I think that's why Chaka was
1: mad. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I would say that's probably the place to. I mean, I, 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 don't really have much to report, of course, on my end. I'd say like that's the perfect place to leave it. Is that Chuck at Chaka Mad, but uh, I um, for you know, as far as my stuff going on here, I'd like to get a blog post out soon here, um, but it's just with the I know the legendary the the images are on my thing here. It's just been, i been. Think
2: that blog post is becoming legendary. I
1: know the you know the the Matt blog <laughs> I know, and um, I, I did post on on Facebook that uh, the the KNS uh, fanfic erotic fanfic. Um, uh, titled <laughs> boldly gone. Um, yes, I I should have the new episode of that one coming out soon. Um, I'll just give you um the basic rundown just to set everybody up. Uh, campsite, uh, McCoy, Spock, Shatner, case of Romulan ale. It's gonna be big, so I'm Bold. sure. Yeah, everybody is expect. So so be excited. It, it, it's gonna be, hopefully it will live up to the expectations.
2: I'm gonna right. send a link of that to the commander. Right. Yes. Exactly. She will shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh and if you haven't yet uh, please check out the newest episode of liking it because there oh, yes. we talk about Wolf but we also talk about two movies which are spoiler free uh Wolf Cop and Late Phases and um so I I recommend that show it's my show I, know, I see I see <laughs> Wolf Cop yeah it, Wolf but, Cop
1: is uh, in my notes from last week so definitely check out that liking it <laughs> <laughs> All right everybody well so uh it um uh Say uh thank you all for listening. Um hope you all have a great night and chuck mm, mad.
2: Chuck a real mad. Chuck <laughs> a real
1: mad hashtag chuck a mad Good night everybody.
2: Bye.
0: i